How, how you doing, Adam? I'm okay. How are you? Good. I'm a little, I'm a little microphone shy right now. <laughs> Why? I don't know. You putting me on the spot <laughs> to tell us how you're doing? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm fine. How are you? Uh, good. 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 Should we just start it That's off then? Good. I thought we had. Oh. Okay. Welcome to. Another I was edition. doing a bit. <laughs> oh, sorry, I ruined the bit. <laughs> Ugh, just like always. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Charlie Wallace. And I'm Adam Gobeski. Do you notice how I kind of stopped short there when I almost said podcast? No. I'm getting slightly better. <laughs> I don't care anymore. <laughs> and with us is uh, <laughs> sp- special guest Doug Gobeski, actually sitting here with me in person, as he does once a year, for our Christmas time holiday episode. Hello! Coming coming to you in March. Yeah. <laughs> it's one that we can't help but timestamp, honestly. Yeah, so. What day is today, I don't know. Even? What day is today? The 29th. Okay. It is six months since Charlie's birthday. Oh, that's true. It's my half birthday. Happy half birthday, Wally. Oh, thank you. Sorry, Charlie, I didn't get you anything. I It kind of slipped my mind. No, that's all right. You came here to record a podcast. As Adam said, it's podcast day. <laughs> it is podcast day. Our 78th podcast day? I think that's how it works out. Something like that. Uh, uh, yeah, something like that. I guess it depends on what order we choose to release things as well, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. Or whether we count all of the podcasts we created and then ended up in just the clips episodes instead of their own individual recordings. Yeah, right. I don't think... Yes, okay. <laughs> I was thinking too hard. I don't want to think. So how was your Christmas dust storm? Oh, the Christmas haboob? Call it what it is. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. <laughs> oh, you never heard of a haboob? I, I was able to figure it out when you later referred to it as a d- dust storm, but at the time, no. Ah, it's uh, I believe it's an Arabic word, or origin at least. Hmm. And it's basically, yeah, a big dust storm. Typically precedes like a, a rainstorm or such. So. Oh, so did everything... So was it's just all, rain- all the wind blows up all the dust, and it basically looks like a wall of brown uh approaching yeah when you actually get into it is it pretty nasty or does it just seem like a little bit uh most of the ones i've been in seemed like fog although if you drive in it too much it'll screw up your car right because it's because the intake's taking in dirt (laughs) rather than you know just moisture but yeah yeah that's just one of those weather weather patterns that i never really considered being here in michigan and wisconsin yeah, I seem to recall something like it only happens in like Saudi Arabia and Arizona. <laughs> really? <laughs> Nowhere something else in the like, US? <laughs> some random uh, fact like that, yeah. So, <laughs> so right. you're saying that the uh, dust storms I've gotten up in Idaho have just been sort of cut rate dust storms? You gotta, yeah, I think you, you got to be in to be, Arizona yeah, to get the whole wall of dust effect. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you'll if you do a Google search, you'll actually see what I'm talking about. The actual wall that you see. Yeah, it's a pretty impressive picture. We can put that so, up on so, the website. So, so there's, yeah, there's your photo for uh, for the blog post. But yeah, uh, and then it, and then it rained. Oh, okay. a nice a nice cold rain. Uh, as I told Brianna, I must spend Christmas Eve. I was like, man, this is perfect Thanksgiving weather. <laughs> <laughs> nice and nice and cold and miserable. When it rained, did it bring all the dust down with it? Does that cause any problems? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it makes your car super filthy. Oh. Depending on how long it rains, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. So does the rain come down clean, or is it come down as just sort of mud? 
Uh, it basically comes down clean. I don't know. It's not a mud storm. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've never been, so these are the questions yeah. I need to ask. Yeah, they typically come in like July, August. So actually having one on Christmas Eve was sort of unusual. Oh, huh. how was uh, Christmas with the family? When it happens, I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, okay. Hasn't happened yet? Tomorrow, apparently. Oh, okay. And uh, I think that's only because I sent everyone a text. So on Christmas, everyone has sent, a, sent everyone a text that said, Merry Christmas. And I said, Merry Christmas. When are we getting together to do this gift exchange? Because apparently <laughs> we had not decided this. And I'm reasonably certain if I hadn't sent this text to everyone, then we would not be having it until like March. <laughs> They're super lucky, though, that I'm not the one hosting the actual the party. Because I would have totally turned it into a Krimbus themed <laughs> would have had a wet trimmed crimbus bush out would have had a banner what am i gonna get sun songs about winter man i'm willing to bet uh two people would have understood that and only one person would have enjoyed that <laughs> brand wouldn't have been too happy <laughs> oh i'm sorry you want me to uh, host things <laughs> this is what you get <laughs> Are there any uh, traditional Crimbus meals? Uh, well, Crimbus is a lunchtime holiday, so... <laughs> so probably. Yeah. Well, it's it's now past Christmas, so we've all at least received some gifts. Not all of them, obviously. So let's start our annual recounting of the gifts. We should even oh. maybe get a theme song for that, since we've done it every single year, I think. Christmas, Christmas, <laughs> Christmas gift giving, Christmas, Christmas, <laughs> Christmas gift giving. It's glad, Christmas. Glad we have a template. Uh, <laughs> hey, we're opening this up to submissions. <laughs> Doesn't have to be urgent by foreigner. Anyone out there listening who wants to create a theme song for the annual recounting of the gifts, <laughs> please do well, so. <laughs> You'll we'll be doing everyone doing a favor. Twice a year, right? Oh yeah, and then the post Piscopo, yeah, and for Piscopo Day, yeah. I vaguely considered coming up with or suggesting the idea, maybe we should open up our presents that we give to each other on the podcast. And I was like, no, I want them on Christmas. I was excited to open them up. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, if Brianna were here, she could have done that with Doug's gift. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so I ordered a gift for her uh, last Monday, and I think she got it yesterday. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, I went to the went to Amazon, and it's like, Packages aren't normally this late. <laughs> they actually Thanks. told you that. Thanks, guys. <laughs> really glad I paid for your two-day shipping. Did you pay for the two-day shipping? I thought you had Prime. Uh, yeah, isn't that the same thing? Oh, uh, I guess. Isn't that the whole point of... <laughs> also, a full refund. You are... <laughs> so, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but it. can you hear the lawn work that's apparently happening outside right now? Yes, yes exactly. I was wondering what that was. All right, that's lawn work. Sorry. I mean, we'll deal with it. The problem is it's not like, it's like noise and then not noise and the noise and not noise. But still, let's just Yeah, deal I think with they're it. doing a weed whacker or a blower or something. Leaf blower. Well, so now you can leave this bit in to explain why the, there's just random... Uh, it sounds very ominous from our end. <laughs> like, like it's uh, a clip from a Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> uh, from the beginning, the middle, or the end? Uh, middle, like, I don't know, maybe they're in some mines underground and they're about to be attacked by monsters. Wait, we, 
Were you making the bwom sound that shows up in every modern trailer now? Yes. Okay. Yes, I was. <laughs> why Why is that a thing now? Uh, I blame the Inception trailer. I think they did it first. Uh, oh, really? Although it wasn't in the movie. Okay, Google. <laughs> What's the origin of the bwom sound? It's not going to yeah. understand it, is it? Yeah, it went with bomb. Oh, yeah. But they also have the, the ding sound now, too, right? For like a suspenseful or scary movie. We're just the like ding yeah. the you've got mail notification. No, it's like ding, what? ding. You, like it, I'll find like a trailer or something that has that where it's like, and if something's supposed to be scary, there's like no background music, but they just like it's just like a ding and then like a three like, second like pause. A triangle hit. I don't even know what instrument that would be. It's not like a triangle. It's like Is it a, a deeper. Yeah, that instrument. <laughs> it's just like yeah. <laughs> A high piano note, okay. and then like right, three seconds right, pause, right. and then like another high piano note, the exact same one. Yeah, like in Ghostbusters. I like in Ghostbusters. I don't know why I think of the original Ghostbusters. Oh, the trailer for the original Ghostbusters? Not the trailer, just in the movie. It's like oh. something, something like that motif happens. It's possible. In, like, I mean, it's or something. That's where that stuff comes from a lot of the time too. Ghostbusters. Yeah, <laughs> it all comes back to Ghostbusters, really. <laughs> uh. What are we talking about? Gifts. <laughs> Gifts. <Yes. laughs> right. uh, I'll go first. No, oh, let's let's uh, mix it up. I'll go first. No, oh, okay. He wants it. Take it away. Uh, got some gifts for myself, essentially. Uh, got a CD. By- no, those are called from mom and dad. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got some gifts from mom and dad. Uh, Since they gave you the money. <laughs> Invent some. Uh you got a CD from a band called Lightning Love. Nah, you've never heard of it. But. Oh, sorry. I don't. I didn't mean to interrupt you after your first item. But did you uh, get the uh, new Run the Jewels album that dropped on Christmas? Wait, there's a new Run the Jewels album out. Is it Run the Jewels three? Yeah, it uh, came out on Christmas Day. It's at least I think right now available for free on their website. Oh uh, no, I did not. Oh, then I guess you should go to McDonald's and uh, download that to your phone. <laughs> It took me a moment to realize you meant because of the Wi-Fi, not because McDonald's had some sort of promotional thing with Run the Jewels. Come to McDonald's on Christmas and you can download. I'm LP and I love Big Macs. (laughs) Sorry, carry on. Right. Uh, I also got a book uh, about the Deepwater Horizon disaster. Oh, okay. Oh, is that what the movie's based on? Uh, no, this one's actually... That, that I think that was based off of a different book. This uh, one okay. is more of a engineering perspective. I got Captain America 3 Civil War. I sort of got Deadpool in that I bought it back in the summer and then never watched it. And I was like, man, I don't have a lot of gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Throw this into the mix. <laughs> Hey, I never watched it. <laughs> Counts ish. Uh, from Brienne, I got Bleach Volume Three on DVD. Oh, cool! The the anime series. So it's actually set three, right? Not Volume Three. Oh, uh, probably. There's like twenty episodes. Okay, yeah. So right, because I had to look this up at some point when I was helping her. Uh huh. Figure this out. And there's a difference between sets and volumes because each volume's like one disc. It has like three or four episodes oh but yeah so, so i think that's volumes cool. effectively from adam i got deadpool volume two okay. uh so graphic deadpool novel classic. 
yeah, Deadpool classic. So, uh, collected comics. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> so thank you for that. You just switch those two audio clips. Right? <laughs> Preserved this way for posterity. <laughs> I think that might be it. And that gift from Adam right there. It's <laughs> a gift to all the listeners. That's right. It's the gift that keeps on giving. You drinking a soda there or something? Uh, Yeah, Diet Dr. Pepper Cherry. Oh, okay. Good choice. Okay. Uh, I mean, I could have gone with the Pepsi Zero, but... Pepsi Zero? You mean Pepsi Max? Uh, I think it's officially Pepsi Zero now or something. Wait, what? But I don't think I know that. Like... Oh, yeah. It's uh, been rebranded slightly. Huh. It's like the same color and everything, so... Like the cans, so you wouldn't necessarily notice if you weren't paying close attention, but... Still got the Panax ginseng extract? Yeah, they didn't change the formula or anything. Okay. They just changed successful rebranding in fact but you can drink it and not <laughs> I know. even know i don't know if it's successful if no one notices well it depends what kind of rebranding you want. You're going. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right well merry christmas to you doug yeah thank you good haul good haul let's see i got i got a book of atari artwork called the art of atari good title it's descriptive cool. i got a collection of charles schultz's peanuts comics from the early 50s well okay. mid 50s i guess so that was cool. I'm glad that you uh, clarified with comics. The Peanuts is really strange just because if you read it from different eras, it's just completely different. Like the older mm-hmm. stuff, especially, is actually pretty entertaining for the most part. It's just a lot more pessimistic most of the time, I feel, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, I agree with that. So I got that. Uh, I got two Doctor Who audio box sets starring Paul McGann as the eighth Doctor Dark Eyes and Dark Eyes 2. Are you reviving the blog? For watching those, no, 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 save I, it up. I, no, I don't do the audios. Oh, okay. I've considered it from time to time, but I'm far enough behind that it would be problematic. Okay. <laughs> and then I would either have to just stop in like 2011 or go drop like 300 bucks. Not quite prepared to do either. Oh, I got a collection of Douglas Adams Hitchhiker's Guide scripts for the oh. radio show. Cool. Uh-huh. Uh, Although actually it's not him because it's the it's the third, fourth, and fifth radio shows, which is technically after he died, but is based on the last three Hitchhiker's Guide books he wrote. And it has the original cast as or most of the original cast in the uh, audios or in the radio dramas. So yeah. Anyway, so I think that's everything I got from mom and dad. And then Brian got me a hand painted TARDIS piggy bank, uh, which is kind of interesting. It's cool sitting on the desk right there. She hand-painted it at this place where you can go hand-paint ceramics. Oh, fun. That's actually a pretty thoughtful gift, because when you think about it, you can just keep pumping coin after coin in there, and it'll all fit. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, okay. I just got it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So she got me that. She got me uh, a collection of Walt Kelly's Pogo comic strips that I had asked for, so that was cool. Uh, Reportedly, she had had to fight Doug to to get it or something. (laughs) When I was like, hey, how about I get this and this? Uh, she was like, oh, I already got that yesterday for him. Okay, <laughs> I guess uh, time for the traditional what on Adam's list is something that is actually commercially available because most of the <laughs> things aren't. <laughs> or if they are, they're like $300. Yeah, that's me all over it. Yeah, you could have bought I'll bet that Star Trek board game was commercially available. Only would have set you back like $90. Oh, oh geez uh let's see so she got me that and that oh and then uh an expansion for the board game seven wonders duel called seven wonders duel pantheon 
where now you can institute gods and goddesses to affect your gameplay as you build your city. You've tried it out yet? Yeah, we tried it out yesterday. It wasn't bad. It was a it was a little confusing. It was like like Seven Wonders Duel is complicated enough without adding things to it. And this like was like here's an extra level of complication and it was for me at least at least the first time it was like well this might almost be getting too complicated. Oh, yeah. It's almost too much for me to have to keep track of now. Yeah, Seven Wonders Duel is a great two-player game. I recommend it. Uh, okay, so that's what Brianna got me. Doug got me Professor Layton and the Eternal Diva, which is a movie based on the Professor Layton games. Really? Huh. Yeah, with, with I think, the same uh, voice actors. That's fun. Yeah, that was cool. I've actually, Doug showed it to me once, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I wouldn't mind having that. And then so there you I go. got it. Yeah. Uh, so I got that, and then I he also got me uh Puck. <laughs> oh, <Yes. laughs> of course. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> they're not in front of me right now, and I have to rely on memory. Sorry, I had to had to clear my throat there a little bit. Ooh, <laughs> need another drink of water. And then he got me a Doctor Who book called Running Through Corridors, which is uh, uh two well-known Doctor Who community people recount their rewatching of the series, much like what I did on my blog, but they're doing it in a book form. And so this covered the 1970s. So that's what I got from Doug. Thanks, Doug. You're welcome. And then uh, Charlie got Brienne and me a uh, board game that I think I'd seen in Barnes & Noble, but hadn't really clocked, like wasn't really on my radar, called Dead of Winter, which looks like some sort of co-op zombie game or something. Or apocalypse game. So I wanted to just find something off your list. I was like, well, I could probably get you guys a board game again. So I kind of went on Board Game Geek and started from the top and kind of went down to something ah, I thought yeah. maybe you didn't have and sounded compelling. So what's I sent me, you a list of everything I had. I know, <laughs> but for this one, what got me when I read it was there's like a it's cooperative but antagonistic at the same time. Like, in order to win, you have to, like, your entire group has to survive, right? Or there's, like, a group win condition, which has to be fulfilled. But Mm -hmm. each person has their own individual secret goal, which also has to be fulfilled, which sometimes is at odds with actually winning the game. And you have to win both of them in order to win. So there are times when you're working together, but there are times where you might be secretly sabotaging everyone because you haven't completed your objective yet. I see supposedly okay. so it's a it's a friend yeah. killer this game oh good <laughs> so yeah, my next would, visit to arizona uh, yeah. will be my last we'll hate each other <laughs> <laughs> i looked the game up on board game Geek because i was like i never i'm not really familiar with this game and i kind of looked it up and i was like holy crap this game is ranked really high <laughs> yeah exactly it looked dumb and i was like oh i don't know if they're really into zombie stuff either so i was like i hope they're not turned off by the theme of it but i don't know we'll see won't we I mean, I've I've seen Shaun of the Dead twice. That's true. Yeah. So comedic zombies. Yeah. And uh, I, I've played some Dead Space. <laughs> okay. So more comedic <laughs> zombie action. Wait, are those comedic? I the thought so. Play? I thought they were kind of tongue in cheek, like <laughs> the way I play. Oh yeah, maybe it's just watching you or Jason Alter, whoever else was playing. I don't remember who else had. Oh, it was Dave Luters. That's right. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know about their playstyles, but Adams was to just stomp every zombie to death. <laughs> oh no, no, no! Charlie's confused. He's, oh, he's talking about Dead, Dead Rising. Rising. 
Oh, I'm what talking is... about Dead Space. Oh, Dead Space. No. <laughs> okay, no, that wasn't funny at all. <laughs> I've played that one. <laughs> I, do, I still disagree. I disagree. It was... Yeah, I was, I was kind of I was kind of trepidatious about playing the game because I'm kind of a wuss when it comes to stuff. Until I discovered I could knock the zombies down <laughs> and curb stomp them <laughs> to death. <laughs> At which point, that was just how I would kill zombies for like the first three levels. <laughs> Eventually, at some point, right, you can't really do that anymore, and you have to start shooting them with like saw blades that shoot out of a gun and hover in front of you, and that was oh, entertaining right. in its own way. So, yeah. Yeah. I remember the weapons being the most fun aspect of that game. Nope, curb stomping. Curb, curb stomping zombies. <laughs> oh, and from Jason, I got a the deluxe edition of Oasis de- Oasis's debut album. Definitely, maybe. Oh, nice. oh nice. That's cool. Yeah, so it's got uh, it's got the album, it's got all the B sides, and then it's got a third disc of uh, unreleased tracks and stuff, live things and demos and whatnot. So it looked pretty cool. There was a little booklet with it too. So yeah. That's what I got personally, and then uh, Brianna and I also got a number of shared gifts because that's what you do when you're married. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so we got a couple more board games. We got Pandemic Legacy. Oh, nice. Yeah, basically took advantage of one of the Amazon deals, so it was like forty bucks or something. Did you get the red one or the blue one? Is that the other one? Yeah, we got the blue one. Yeah, for some reason, like, the sale only applied to the blue one. The red one was more money or something. Like, maybe that's the rarer version. I don't know. And you haven't played Risk Legacy or anything like that, right? Nope. Do you think you're going to be able to do the things required of you for this game? Some people might have trouble with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Permanently destroying pieces and writing on things in permanent ink. Yeah, might just make post-it notes. That works too, yeah. But you have to have the post-it notes stay in the correct spot for the next time you open it. Or I guess you could take a picture of the board. Aha. All right. See? Problem solved. <laughs> and I just got to make notes on the post-it notes. All right. This is the game with Tracy. This is the game with Charlie. This is a game with Doug. This is Paul <laughs> and Tony. You could do that. Yeah. You'd have to tape shut all of the little compartments inside. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, it's like this other board game that we got that I want to play that can't freaking find... Because I really want to play it with the maximum four people so to get the full effect. But it's called Time Stories. Like I was reading through it and it's basically like, don't look at any of the cards. There's a specific order. Like there's a story that goes with the game. And I was like, oh, so this is basically a graphic adventure in board game form. Oh, yeah. I remember huh. you telling me about that. So, yeah. Yeah. So I want to like play that when there's like two other people there present who would appreciate that sort of thing. But I haven't been able to find it yet. So I've actually had that for like six or seven months and just haven't found the right group of people where I'm like, yes, I want to also play this game with you. So if we're like Doug and Charlie visit at the same time, that would be like perfect. And then uh, we got another board game. Again, it was an Amazon deal. It's called Takedo, which we played a couple times. That's a lot of fun. Basically, uh, it's a fairly sort of laid back, relaxing game, but you're like, it's the path from like Kyoto to Edo and back, which depending on which way you want to go. And there's just like places you go along the way and you're just trying to sort of, you know, know, acquire victory points as you go. And, you know, you like buy souvenirs and enjoy meals and visit panoramas and encounter people and stuff like that. So it was pretty fun. It's uh, by the I think it's by the same guy that made uh, Takenoko. Oh, that designed that game. So and then we got a whole bunch of DVDs. Basically, we took advantage of Black Friday and we got every DC TV show 
box set that came out except for Gotham because I hear Gotham sucks. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but so we got Arrow and Supergirl and Flash and Legends of Tomorrow and Constantine. Wow. Okay. So so, so yeah, so we got a lot of got a lot of TV to enjoy in the upcoming year. <laughs> yeah, that was about it. And then Brian got gifts too, but she could tell us about them herself if she decides to be on at some point. Yes. And then we can use our theme song. <laughs> Addendum to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good haul. Good haul. What'd you get, Charlie? Half of my gifts so far have actually come from you, I think. <laughs> so uh, we haven't celebrated. I only celebrated. got you two things. <laughs> I only got you one and a half things. Oh, that's true. If you think about it that way. Cara's parents got me some workout clothes. and Do they have the Packers on them? No, they don't. I'm surprised oh, they've, good. they've never good, good, gotten good. me anything Packers related. I keep expecting every year, but I think <laughs> that they like they just assume I'm a huge Lions fan. So they always make fun of me for it. But then I'm assuming they think that I would never wear anything Packers related. So they don't bother. All right. Well, ult- ultimate test here. Uh, who do you root for uh, this coming Monday? It's Monday, right? No, it's Sunday. Sunday. Yes. Sunday. It's, it's Sunday at 730. Uh, Lions. I'm still going to root for the Lions. Secretly. Well, because it turned out it was the NFC North, right? NFC North Championship, basically. So, yeah. All right. Correct answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can still be a part of the podcast. We don't have to replace you with someone else. I got a soldering gun. That was fun. Wait, got... soldering gun? I... Not yeah. an iron. I, well, I had requested an iron, but they got me a gun. So that's fine. Oh, huh. I can I can use that. What, um, what do you need to solder? I thought that I was going to have to fix one of my microphones, but I figured out how to fix it without soldering anything. Oh, so, electrical tape? Yes, basically. It's electrical tape all around it. <laughs> now it sounds like you're in, uh, you're underneath a set of like blankets or something when you're talking into it. <laughs> oh, that microphone. Yes. Yeah, we're all familiar with that microphone. <laughs> um, then I got a two terabyte external hard drive, which is nice. Oh. For your Xbox, nice. Oh well, no, it was for the pod- <laughs> it was for the podcast actually. So everything we ever have done is backed up, all the, like raw files and stuff for it, with plenty of space to oh. spare. So that's good because if my laptop went down, that was all going away. As if anyone particularly cared to have the raw audio from episode zero, but it's still there. Well, if you want ex- it? Wait. I would you expect the raw audio from episode zero. I'm pretty sure I do. I have a folder called Episode Zero, so I think there's more than and just the MP3. You don't in it. have the Nick Bronson podcast we recorded one day. I looked all over my hard drive for that. <laughs> Could not find it. All I can figure is that we just didn't hit save or something. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. The legendary lost Nick Bronson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was the uh, Nick Bronson story that I recorded lines for ever going to be released? Or is that what you're talking about? That's what we're talking about, yeah. Oh. No, that's not what we're talking about. It isn't? We did the original, then we oh. did the one... Oh, and then we did yeah. the musical one, which I still have the songs yeah. the, for, but not the line. The musical one's the one that's lost. Yeah. I have the songs. Yeah. The problem with the one that Doug recorded is that I recorded a whole bunch of lines with people when I was in Michigan, but I didn't realize at the time Audacity was using the inbuilt microphone. Not the microphone I plugged in. So there's constant background hiss on it. And I got it. I cleaned it out of all the audio tracks, basically, except for Jason's. For whatever reasons, Jason's, I just can't get rid of it all. And I basically need to get him to record all the lines. But because he's basically half of the thing, (laughs) that's a lot of lines. 
Yeah. So I haven't looked up the, the nerve to ask him to do that. Yet. Do, do you want me to ask him to do that when I see him tomorrow? You may absolutely <laughs> do that. All, all we would need him to do is just re-record the lines. I can send him the script. I can send him the file with the hissy audio that he has in it so he could hear how he did it. Oh. If he just wants to do like ADR, basically. Uh, but yeah. I'll I'll maybe mention it. You know, we never did play uh, Doctor Who Trivial Pursuit over Skype. Uh, we actually did <laughs> once. It with, was pretty wretched. Yeah, it was me, Jason. It was Jason versus Brienne. That, like, that was it. Did Does Jason actually watch Doctor Who? I wasn't aware of that. No, well, Adam used to make him watch it <laughs> on it was Sunday night entertainment, basically. You get, you get Chinese food and you watch Doctor Who. It's hard to tell because it's Jason whether he actually was enjoying it or if he's just super polite. But he watched every episode of the classic series that was available. He watched all of the new stuff up through, I think, Matt Smith. And he even listened to all the missing stuff on audio that I lent him. Hmm. Like all the episodes that don't exist, he listened to those. So he's actually fairly well up there. But uh, that did not translate to actually retaining knowledge about it. (laughs) Kind of like and it me. turned out, that, yeah, <laughs> the problem with the trivial, that there's just not enough cards in the Doctor Who Trivial Pursuit, so we kept looping through uh, cards. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, we did that question. Oh, we did that question. So yeah. that's that's not going to be a thing at any point ever? No, we can totally do it as a thing. It's just, <laughs> we did try it once, and it, it uh, I mean, it went okay, but. Mm, I assume you did not participate because you have a uh, different league. I was just the question reader, occasionally correcting questions as we went. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> correcting questions of flag. Going, this isn't right. <laughs> That's a mistake. Like, there's a question about, I actually think I may have mentioned this before, but there's a question about, like, what 80s girl band recorded a novelty song about Daleks, and it's the Go-Go's. Except it's not, because there was a 60s band called the Go-Go's that released one track, this novelty song. And they somehow conflated it with the, the actual Go-Go's. Oh. <laughs> was, uh, wow. Way to do your research, guys. <laughs> All right. So soldering oh, gun. Soldering gun. Where you shoot solder at people, I imagine. <laughs> yep. Right in the eyes. <laughs> Boy, that sounds painful. Yeah. Well, that's that's why I got it. And then. <laughs> Is it hot solder or cold solder that you shoot at them? <laughs> you just cut up the solder into pieces and just. Load of like yeah. pellets into this gun. It's like, like a, a nail BB gun. gun. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a normal BB gun, except it, when it gets into your bloodstream, it's <laughs> less pleasant. <laughs> a little more poisonous. Yeah, slightly more poisonous. <laughs> oh, you're not using lead-free solder? Oh, I, I not if it's a no- gun. <laughs> not not for the maximum damage. <laughs> Max damage. And then Adam sent me. Uh, and Kara some gifts uh, Adam Brienne did one of them was the Dr. McNinja Omnibus and as I mentioned to Adam now I can get some of Doug's references <laughs> when he talks about that it's very entertaining so far I think I'm about three um, three stories in and yeah. I actually wanted some clarification from you so this is like a web comic right where it oh, seems yes. like he puts up one like page per yeah, post yeah right? he puts yes. up a page like, like weekly Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Friday, Friday, more uh, or less. Okay, but that's actually reasonably good. Then that's quite a bit of work to do. He's like three times a week. Yeah, he's actually yeah. about a 
probably a month or so away from finishing it. Oh, like, like being completely like, done? Yeah. So like yep. if you were to go to the uh, the DrMcNinja.com website, you would see some massive spoilers. Oh, this okay. F is time. <laughs> well, I'll, I will avoid doing that yeah. for now. But they made reference into it's like something in 2006. I was like, really? It's been like 10 years or so he's been doing this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. I think part of, part of the issue is he went and got himself like a real job at like Marvel. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So he's been drawing. I know he drew like a Deadpool comic at one point and stuff. So no, I can I can definitely see that. I think he's the writer for uh, Unbelievable Gwenpool. Okay, that, which is a current ongoing series. Yeah. So like we said, he got a real job. So that's I assume that's partly why the web comics finishing because. It's probably really hard to do both. <laughs> uh, then you also got uh, Kara. The I don't know what the wording of this is. You got her a collection of Squirrel Girl, like the volume unbeatable one, squirrel the girl. unbeatable Squirrel Girl, volume one. Oh, yes. Um, and I read a few pages of that and it was pretty entertaining. And then I was like, oh, I should let Kara read this first. <laughs> so I put that down and started reading Doctor McNinja, which is equally as entertaining. <laughs> but they. Both Squirrel Girl and Dr. McNinja both had that text underneath each page, which is why I got yep. a little bit confused, too. Oh, huh. I guess that's just something that people do. And Dr. McNinja was alt text for the the so, image files he put up. Yeah, I, I don't think it's something people do. I think it's something Ryan North does. I see. OK, <laughs> I assume because he's from Web Comics and so is used to having that alt text space to write jokes. Got does, it. Right. Does Ryan North write Squirrel Girl? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's he's the he's the main writer for Squirrel Girl. So I didn't realize Ryan North was a linguist. Well, yeah, I tried to get you to read Dinosaur Comics, but you refused because the, because you <laughs> wanted more art. It yeah, it turned out that when the art was like exactly the same every time that I got turned off, it turned out I didn't think I was that much of an art guy. But uh, and then finally we got a two-player board game called i don't remember what it's called it has a bunch of buttons and patches patchwork patchwork okay that makes sense <laughs> it's a game called patchwork where you take uh you have a small board in front of you subdivided into a bunch of squares and you have to strategically pick different patch tiles to put in to try to make a quilt and i played it with yeah. my mom yesterday and it was a lot of fun so thank you very much you're welcome it's like uh it's kind of like Puzzle Pirates. It reminds me of one of the Puzzle Pirates games. Oh, yes. Many yes. games. Yeah. Do you get a real quilt out of it at the end? <laughs> you can or, use or that. Or a quilt at... design. <laughs> you can take you a picture a of your design. quilt design and then build your own quilt. Ooh. It's interesting because there's a few different potential strategies to it. And it wasn't immediately clear which would be the best or what combination of things you should do. Like There's essentially income you get if you're patches have little button symbols on them so mm -hmm. that's worthwhile but the cheaper pieces take up or fill up more of your board and but don't right. necessarily provide income so it's a weird balance because all those spaces that you don't use by the end of the game are worth negative points yeah. my mom was not too happy about it, but i did tell her up front <laughs> <laughs> i i don't know about you guys but Brian and i sort of came to the conclusion a little while back that it was worth having games that were designed for two players. Oh yeah. Rather than games that are like two to five. Cause when they're two to five, that really means four or five. Yes, players. exactly. It's like, it doesn't really kick in until three and then really four, which is, I almost didn't get you um, the zombie game because of that. 
It's like, oh, okay. well, it's just going to be another game that they're going to have to wait for me to be there. But I guess Merry Christmas to me, you know. <laughs> yeah. I think we're actually going to try it out tonight. We're going to meet up with some oh, friends. Oh, so fun. We'll yeah. Goes. Please do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention that I got from my parents was a collection of Cyanide and Happiness webcomics. Huh. Uh, I got the first one in the set and it's that's like I think that's a webcomic that I didn't realize how much had evolved in quality. <laughs> I'm assuming you mean joke wise. I mean, the yeah, <laughs> the yeah, stick I mean, figures are pretty much the same as they've they've been. It's there's definitely moments that are weirdly uh, rapey. Oh, OK. Wait, are you saying it's not but, that way anymore? I should give it another look. It's. Like the early stuff is like the joke is literally just rape is happening. The joke, quote unquote. Oh, okay. Yeah, cyanide and happiness. Like it's not even like here's a bizarre situation. It's literally just yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, you got to get through the early stuff, right? I guess you don't have to. <laughs> well, it actually this strips like four guys, and it's like one guy in particular seems to be in this frat boy mindset. And uh, I found out when I looked up online that he got kicked out of the webcomic at some point. So me, so it must improve as a result. Oh, okay, yeah. There you go. I mean, there's definitely strips in there that are very entertaining, even if they are like sort of twisted. But yeah, there's also a mix of just those jokes that aren't funny. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I think that's it for the gifts I've gotten so far. Uh, I'm oh. going to have to wait until next month to get. Any gifts from my brother or sister-in-law, since we were supposed to see them tomorrow, but are not able to now. So it's unfortunate, but Christmas continues a month from now. We can Crimbus. do a real a, a Crimbus. The ongoing saga. <laughs> the ongoing saga of Crimbus. Right. At some point when it's just about a gift exchange rather than spending time with each other, that's when it's Crimbus, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> what am I going to get? <laughs> Which, actually this could potentially be a lot of fun because he's got two kids now and that's basically oh. most of the gifts we got. So I was like, well, as, as a kid, that would have been awesome for me. Like, you get tons of gifts at Christmas anyway, so you don't notice whether you got two or three extra, right? Yeah. And then a month right. later, you're like, oh, it's Christmas again. Here's some more presents. And then they have a birthday a few months later. That works out for them. Thus concludes the Christmas of 2016. So it occurred to me the other day that we hadn't discussed Suicide Squad at all, the movie on the podcast, I don't think. So I thought maybe we should just take a couple minutes just to do that out of due diligence. Okay. Even though that's one of sort of the more minor DC Murderverse movies. Does it matter that Charlie hasn't seen it? It's true. I have not, but I don't. Well, I don't think so. Yeah. Doug and I started talking about it ahead of time and we're like, well... You know, is there anything in the movie that's really like a spoiler that's going to ruin it for me if I wanted to see it? Well, have you seen Avengers 2 Age of Ultron? No, I don't think I have. So basically, if we discuss Suicide Squad, it'll basically be spoilers for Avengers 2. Does that count if you're (laughs) spoiling? Because they're basically the same plot. (laughs) Wow, I never considered that, but I see what you mean. (laughs) It's like... Can we not discuss the Godfather 2 because you're afraid of spoiling Godfather, the original Godfather for me? I mean, I suppose, <laughs> but I think I just, you know, I do so at my own risk. I think we're okay. <laughs> Besides, I have to watch Age of Ultron anyway, right? 
Yeah, I mean, not for like four or five years at this rate. But yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, It'll dear. happen. So, so you'll forget the spoilers by that point. Oh, yeah. As, as soon as the recording's off, I'm in one ear out the other. You know me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, I do. <laughs> I more I I enjoyed Suicide Squad. I think that some like some of the stuff where they said that after Batman versus Superman, they were adding new footage, new scenes, or whatever to Suicide Squad. I think you could kind of tell where some of those were because it was like, here's some humor that doesn't really fit with the rest of the movie. I think it wasn't just Batman versus Superman. It was because the trailer that had the jokey bits in it was so well received that they decided to go back and add more jokes to the movie because the actual movie wasn't really representative of the trailer. Okay. It was one of those trailers. Okay. And so I think that combined with the Batman versus Superman reaction. Okay. So originally the movie wasn't intended to be particularly comedic. Yeah. I think it was intended to be uh, a darker movie based on what I've read from things. Yeah. That's a good point then, because I definitely took it to be a comedic movie based on the trailers I had seen. So I can see why they, they felt that way. It mostly worked, but there's a few, there's a few spots where it seems disjointed. Like I think the, uh, the stuffed unicorn in particular felt like it was a additional scene. Yeah. Because it's never mentioned again. It's a very schizophrenic movie in some regards. Like the scenes do, for me at least, I thought showed a lot more. Like he, like it sort of varies wildly in tone uh, back and forth. And it never seems to really decide if it wants to be a goofy action movie or like a dark thriller or something else. Or a Will Smith movie. And, or a Will Smith, right. That's okay, yeah. That's the something else. Yeah. He's right though, right? Yeah. Like, there's moments where it's, it wants to be a Will Smith movie, and it's like it, it never really gels into like anything truly coherent. I see. Mm. So, which almost makes you wonder if what the original version before they did the reshoots, what that would have been like, because I suspect it would have been, you know, more depressing and perhaps less enjoyable to watch. Not that I particularly enjoyed it, but although I didn't hate it, it probably would have felt more more cohesive as a movie. Because it is sort of weird how there's. The movie starts out, and this is part of the problem, I think, with doing the comic book movies the way DC is trying to do them, where they have the group movie and then they break the group off into their own solo movies, as opposed to the Marvel approach, which had a bunch of solo movies and then they bring them together periodically for group movies. Like Captain America 3. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, originally just like the the convention of, right, you had Iron Man, you had Thor, you had Captain America and you had Hulk and they were all brought together in the Avengers, right? Something like that. The problem with doing it the DC way is like you get things like Suicide Squad where literally the first I think it's like half an hour is devoted to like four or five intros of characters. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Amanda Waller who's like in charge of the Suicide Squad and uh, she's telling her backers or something about the people she's recruited. And it's like each one of them gets like a six, seven, eight minute segment depending on how, you know, uh, popular they are. She's got like dossiers even. It makes for a weird beginning where you're just like, oh, I guess I have to they have to front load all this information on you before they can actually get to the movie, which also has the secondary effect of them. They introduce another guy who didn't get a dossier. It was like, oh, well, that guy's going to die. <laughs> and sure enough, a minute later, he was dead. That was the token dead guy. That was to, that was to prove that they were serious about killing them if they ran off. Because the premise of Suicide Squad is it's a bunch of villains that they're forcing to work for the government and they've got like explosives in their head if they go rogue. 
It, yeah, and so there's that problem. There's the problem of that the motivation for bringing them together is a little suspect in that Amanda Waller's like, uh, Lex Luthor had a point, you know, if Superman goes bad, how do we stop him? Oh, I know, let's get a crazy girl with a hammer. That'll solve it. <laughs> like, uh, I'm not sure that'll work, guys. Yeah, and then as Doug was saying, it has the Age of Ultron problem in that they create their own problem, more or less. They unleash the big evil on the world and then they have to go stop it. Oh, right. Yeah. Whereas it's like, oh, if we didn't have them together at all, then there wouldn't have been a problem to begin with. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just uh, there's moments that are really good and there's moments that are really bad. And it's one of those times when I left the movie theater feeling just like, well, that was a movie. (laughs) Like I, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It really wanted to be Guardians of the Galaxy at various points and totally sucked at being that. Oh, that's a that's unfortunate. That's not a good movie like, to try to be. Yeah, no, but they were clearly like, oh, we see how Guardians of the Galaxy did things. Like they had you know, 70s music and kooky characters and stuff, and we're going to do that. But except like the songs they're choosing don't really have any thematic uh, relevancy to each other. They're not introduced uh, uh, diegetically as they are in guardians of the galaxy what's that big word you just used uh diegetically yeah what's that mean is that not the word i want i don't know i don't know Uh, what it means uh so i think that that's the one where uh music is experienced by the characters as opposed to just by the audience oh okay oh okay that's a new one. So so in Guardians of the Galaxy, right, like that's Peter Quill's mixtape. So those songs are playing, even if they're not necessarily playing at all the moments in the movie, like a, for a large number of them, they are. And there's a relationship between the music and the actual plot of the movie and the characters and stuff, whereas that doesn't happen in Suicide Squad. It's just there because, oh, there was this comic book movie a couple years ago that had uh, old pop music in the soundtrack and it was really successful. So we're going to do that too. It was probably of the three DC movies in the current cinematic universe that they're creating. It's probably the one I liked the most or hated the least yet. (laughs) I mean, I guess I'd have to watch man of steel again as much as I would not want to, to know (laughs) because there are, I do recall there are parts of man of steel that actually sort of admired. I have to be able to rank these. Oh no. (laughs) Movie marathon. <laughs> so that was my take on Suicide Squad. I just thought we should talk a little bit about it since we talked about the last two, and I assume we'll be talking about Wonder Woman and stuff. So, so for me, not having seen it, would you say, so not watch it in the theaters, it sounds like. Would you watch it on cable? Would you watch it on DVD? What? How would you suggest that I watch this? Or not at all? That's a movie I think you watch if you're with your friends and you're on the couch and they're the sorts of friends that you can kind of laugh at movies a little bit while you're watching. Oh. I think that's, okay. that's the probably the best way to watch that movie is as a, a very flawed movie. That's still has some redeeming qualities here and there. Okay. Although I'm not convinced that Jared Leto's Joker is one of them. He never really schemed like the Joker to me so much as just like, I'm a crazy guy. But anyway, that's my opinion. I would say that it's the sort of movie that you watch when you decide you want to watch Avengers 2 because it's a better movie and it's really practically the same plot. (laughs) Okay. I've gone on record multiple times as being 
at least compared to the uh, critical consensus, very much disappointed with both of the Avengers movies. So, well, okay, we'll get to that in Mary Marvel <laughs> Movie March episode thirty-three or whatever it's going to be. Oh dear! You can air your grievances then. <laughs> it's a Festivus miracle. <laughs> Avengers is number thirty. <sighs> I think Avengers two is thirty-nine. Oh wow! Wow, it's nine in between. Okay. Because there, there's X-Men and Spider-Man movies in there as well. Okay. So. If we did one every couple of weeks, sometime in 2018, <laughs> we would be watching that film. I guess all we have to do is release podcasts faster than they release movies, and we'll be okay. We'll eventually catch up. <laughs> that would be hard, even with, like, a weekly release schedule. <laughs> I'm actually surprised at how long superhero movies, like, that whole... Like it's it's still really popular, you know. Trend, yeah. Kind of came back with Spider Man, however many years ago. I I do think it's because the Marvel model has worked out so well for them that that's true. Yeah, that the way they they make movies and market movies and you know have movies out there is that you know it hasn't suffered like the decline of like all the other trilogies. Or, you know, movie series, right? Like, where Superman 3 sucks, and X-Men 3 sucks, and Spider-Man 3 is no good, and Batman 3 sucks. and Parts of the Caribbean? Well, actually, like, 3 better than 2. Oh, but... oh okay. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen 3, honestly. And, and, and 4 is a weird movie, right? Like, the first half of Pirates of the Caribbean 4, I hated that movie. And the second half was so good, comparatively, that I, I left thinking, that was actually a pretty good movie. Even though at the halfway point, I was like, this movie is awful. I'd never made it to four. I remember, was three the one where he's on top of sword fighting on top of the gigantic wheel? No, that's two. That's two? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's the last yeah. one I watched. I don't think I saw three either. Yeah. I think three was probably the last one I watched. Four is one I missed. Three I liked more than two, I recall. Partly, I think that's because three actually has endings. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I didn't know going into Pirates 2 that it was a Matrix thing. Ah. Of like, oh, haha, we filmed them at the same time. You only get half a movie, sucker. <laughs> so before I sidetracked you, you were but, talking yo, about oh, the yeah, Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think because they each of the movies have sort of had their own uh, independent, you know, sort of viewpoint and take on stuff, but they've managed to sort of tie it all in together with the larger picture. I think that's partly why those movies do so well. So even when you get like a weaker movie, like uh, Avengers 2, you know, it's still there's still enough there to sort of sustain you through some of like the less successful bits. And it doesn't necessarily make you hate every movie coming up after that. Right. It's not like uh, Batman four, right, where Batman four literally killed off Batman movies for like 10 years. Right. It's it's more along the case of like, oh, well, OK, I didn't really like uh, Captain America Civil War, but that's OK, because now I have a different kind of movie coming up in like Doctor Strange or Guardians of the Galaxy 2, right? So the fact that they can have all these different styles of movies but still sort of under the same umbrella, I think has helped them be more viable as a as a long-term prospect than some of the other superhero franchises have been, right? Yeah. Because they haven't had to keep rebooting the Marvel movies like they had with the Spider-Mans and the Fantastic Fours and the- Right. Yeah, Avengers 2, the uh, you know, if you like these early cyanide and happiness uh comics, that's the movie for you. <laughs> there was a rape joke in it that really took me out of the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, like... It, oh, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. It, I 
probably docked it like a full point on my score out of 10 just because of that one joke so <laughs> yeah well we'll get to that in uh episode 127 <laughs> looking forward that's to prob- it that's probably a little generous 149 <laughs> right before the big 150 yeah <laughs> the 150 spectacular yeah Unless Charlie's uh, new podcast takes off and he's super successful at that and leaves us little people behind. Nope, that's not likely to happen. Oh, is that what all <laughs> this fancy equipment is for? <laughs> well, I no, I got that for this, but... No, Charlie was telling me about this new podcast he was going to run with his friend, and I, it was something like uh, people watch movies that they haven't seen but are the sorts of movies that one should have seen, oh. and then they discuss the movie afterwards. And... Uh, I immediately decided I was going to take on the role of just being the jerk spoiler producer. <laughs> we're just going to start. I love. We're just going to start naming just like weird movies that are like part of sort of the cultural canon, but aren't really movies to be expected to watch. Like, yeah. oh, have you watched the 1928 Abel Gantz epic of Napoleon yet? I'm thinking that's like a really good like start to the episode, which is like, all right, this uh, this is episode whatever. Uh, our executive producer says that we should watch, you know, show or whatever. The 1962 Toho classic. It's like, yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're going to listen to this <laughs> other thing with this guest. And then you go into the theme music or whatever. I don't know. And then, we'll figure and then it out. every so often, every so often I'll, I'll like name like the actual movie and you'll be like, <laughs> we're not going to. Oh, wait, we are going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another news I got uh, semi commissions provisionally commissioned i think to write a uh, a piece for a fourth book in that series that i've been uh contributing to so this one's going to be on star trek the next generation and i am writing about a star trek computer game oh fun which i i, I have to nominally tie into one of the episodes but i don't think that'll be a problem because i picked an episode that's broadly similar thematically and i can use that as a springboard to talk about the computer games which i seemed like a sort of a new and interesting angle that no one else would really be doing talking about 170 other next generation episodes and such so anyway so yeah assuming that that all goes well and he does the editor isn't just like this is terrible go away (laughs) which i guess could happen i I may be in a fourth book you ever get paid for any of this no they uh (laughs) Because there are so many contributors, there's just no way they could pay people. Uh, like the last book had like 114 contributors, and that was the smallest book they've done thus far. Well, you just uh, set aside a certain amount of money and divide by 114. They mail you a check for one cent. <laughs> COD. So, so, so instead, what is what is decided upon is that everyone uh, contributes their talent, their piece for free and in exchange uh five percent of the profits of the book are given to charity oh that's oh, nice okay. yeah so uh which i think i think it's uh avert which is an aids-based charity for another edition of the gobeski wallace report my name is charlie wallace i am still adam gobeski and i'm special guest doug gobeski yeah thanks a lot doug thanks for having me this is our final podcast recorded in 2016 and um Hopefully no one else will die in the next three days. And uh, we'll see you in 2017. (laughs) Let's just leave it at that. Let's not get into an extended conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Does anyone know if Stan Lee's doing okay still? He's Uh, turned a year older. Yeah. There was the Betty White thing, right? (laughs) The guy started to go fund me to 
stalk <laughs> Betty White or something. <laughs> what? <laughs> to make sure she's okay? Yeah. <laughs> so I constantly look out for her. <laughs> for the Betty White Guardian Angel Fund. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can check out our website at www.gobeskywallacereport.com. Or check us out on Twitter at GWReport. And you can follow us on Facebook, just like the Gobesky Wallace Report. Yeah, and keep listening to episodes, because we enjoy making them, and we're hoping somebody's listening. Well, I'm listening. That'll have to be good enough. Ryan Gosling's going to play Neil Armstrong. Whoa. That's what the headlines are telling me. Is Neil Armstrong Goslingly handsome? I don't I don't remember what he looks like. Uh, I mean, he's not an unattractive man. I can only picture him wearing a spacesuit, you know? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> are they going to design a new, more flattering spacesuit for Ryan Gosling? It's, it's the waste otherwise, right? <laughs> <laughs> He just takes his helmet off on the moon. A a slim cut space suit. (laughs) Hey guys, what do you still got your helmets on for? Nice out here.